Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. I know, you don't have to. You can say your normal voice. (laughs) But I feel like I need to. We're on air now. Sorry, everybody. I was just telling Kristen how when uh, I get tired, my voice has this nice baritone to it. And so Kristen decides she needs to speak in a, a lower voice also. Do you have your regular <laughs> voice back yet, love? I, does it sound regular? Yeah, better. You're, okay, right, okay. you're in the right octave now, I think. <laughs> you look really beautiful, by the way. Thank you. you well, you are really handsome. beautiful. But then on top of that, I mean, you're it manifests in your appearance. So there you go. Oh, you too. You're very handsome. The most handsome. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's nice of you to say. That's true. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You. For those of you who are watching us, nice to see you, Kristen's mom. All right, so here's what I want to talk about tonight before we get to the prayers. I want to talk about something, a verse that's not so much misunderstood, but I think it's not understood in enough depth, and it's got real application to our lives, and that is that God separates our sin as far as the East is from the West. And we've we've heard this, but I think people don't quite get the fullness of it. And interestingly, it's actually from the verse we spoke about last week, Psalms 103. You might remember when I did my message on self-pity, which if I don't mind saying so myself, was probably like one of the top three sermons I ever did. So if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. But we're talking about how Psalms 103 is really the ver- the, the verse about overcoming self-pity, or I should say the chapter, okay? And that's the one where, where David is saying, praise the Lord, O my soul, all my own inmost beings, okay? Bless his holy name. And then he goes through the reasons that, that he should be praising God, okay? He says, you know, let's not forget all the great things that God's done for us. He forgives us our sins. He heals our diseases, redeems us from the pit, on and on. And if you keep reading it far enough down, okay, he really debunks the idea that God is an angry police officer who's out to get us. Okay, I did a a sermon about this a while ago where, in fact, the title of the sermon was God is not an angry police officer, because I think so many of us have this misconception that God is out there to catch us in sin. Right. He's like this angry FBI agent who's waiting around a corner, spying on us, waiting for us to slip up. All right. So that he can get mad and punish us and condemn us. And nothing could be further from the truth. The Bible says that there is no condemnation in Christ. In fact, what it says actually is that the enemy, Satan, is the accuser of brethren, but rather Jesus actually died to free us from sin so that his blood would actually cleanse us from sin so that we could come in to oneness with God. That's actually what really heaven is, right? Heaven is union with God. And I I believe in an afterlife, obviously. I believe that heaven's an actual place that you go, but it's, I think you have to think of it not just as a location but as as a spiritual uh, connection with God, it's it's entering to heaven. Literally, is entering into sort of oneness with Him, and that's what He wants from us on earth too. And so, in the Old Testament, David here in Psalms is going out of his way to say, "No, wait a minute, God's not here to condemn you. He's not here to go around talking about what a bad person you are. He wants actually to to cleanse you of your sins." And he says, "In uh, let's see, let's start with verse eight. He says, God is compassionate and gracious. He is slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, 
Okay, that's the enemy's job to be the accuser. He will not always accuse, nor will he harbor his anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our sins. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so has he removed our sins from us. All right. Okay, so that's all exciting stuff that God is saying, look, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to tell you you're a bad person. I'm here actually to remove all of that stuff from you to call you a holy person, all right? And remember what I said sin is because people, it's funny because people are so afraid of sin. You got one group in the Christian church that's afraid to talk about sin, right? Because then they'll lose They'll lose all their listeners. And you got this other group that's afraid of sin because they, they're afraid of all the condemnation that comes with it. And you have to understand what sin really is. Sin is not so much a criminal code. Now, the Old Testament's a little bit different where they actually like enumerated behaviors down to how you have to wash your hands. But that's not what we're talking about. Sin is just anything that gets between you and a spiritually healthy life with God. It's no saying that you're living in sin is no different than a doctor saying you're just not living a healthy lifestyle. Okay. And so when God here is saying he wants to separate you as far as the east is from the west from your sin, he's not just saying I'm I'm forgetting about it. He's not just saying I'm taking this judgment against you and I'm throwing it out. He's also saying I'm taking sin out of your life. I'm taking its power over you away from you. People think that uh, too many times that that you know the, the Bible is about these rules that restrict you. And no, it's actually about God taking away the sin to free you from it so you can live a free life, okay? You can live free from addictions. And I don't just mean addictions to drugs. You can live free from, from bad habits, you know, free from things that, that are just spiritually unhealthy like lust and pride and greed. And it goes to, you know, more uh, darker things even. We've talked about in our darkness series, you know, uh, uh, spiritual decay to the point of suicide, you know, addictions to alcohol and pornography, uh, addictions to even things like vengeance. God wants to free you from all of those terribly unhealthy things and separate those habits. He wants to separate that control over you as far as the east is from the west, not just the judgment for it. Okay. He wants to actually separate you from that lifestyle. Now, I'm not going to lie to you and say that there aren't some things in there that might be fun to do in the short term. There are definitely movies that I tell myself, you know what? Part of the flesh wants to watch that movie, but I know it's bad for me. Okay. I'm not going to say that all of sin is not desirable on some level, but what he wants to do is give you something that's way better than that because the things that are desirable on that superficial level hurt you on a deeper level. Okay. And God wants to separate you from all of that as far as the east is from the west, not because he wants to control you, but rather he wants to free you from the control that sin has over you. That's the point of this, guys. So look, the point is the point is simply this. When we talk about sin, I'm not here to condemn you, and I'm, I'm not here simply to tell you that God wants you to continue living in sin, but he's going to just forget about it. He's going to like tear it up and throw it away. Yeah, he'll, he'll definitely, he wants to forget about it also. 
but he wants to free you from it. And so when we talk about why your spirit should rejoice, when we talk about why you shouldn't live in self-pity, live in self-pity knowing that reject self-pity, knowing that we have a God that loves us, knowing that we have a God who's not here to condemn us, knowing that we have a God who's not an angry police officer, but rather he's a good doctor who just wants to heal us from the spiritual decay that hurts us spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and even physically, and give us a new life characterized by health and, and, and energy and rejuvenation and a close relationship with him and better relationships with other people so he can shine through you and give you love, joy, peace, and fulfillment in Jesus' name. And that's my message for you tonight. Awesome. I'm run on. My, long, my last sentence there was like, like six sentences that were just combined into one. That's my style. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very interesting how you said, said that about the lifestyle. You know, that's a... a a great new way to put it, uh, a new thought versus just separating the sin the, as far as the East is from the West, but rather the lifestyle. And what comes to mind for me is kind of you look at it in terms of a great analogy, I think, is when you're a person who, let's just say, we've all been there and it's time to, you realize you hit a decade or something and you're like, oh my goodness, I need to get in shape. So what are we going to do here? And you realize you've been eating too much junk food or too much, uh, just not exercising enough or whatever the case may be. And at first you're like, Ooh, I could really go for that donut frappuccino, those chips that I, I could go on and on. I like to eat, but your body is craving that because the more you give into it, the more it craves. When you, the first day you start a diet or something and you decide that you're okay, I'm not going to have that anymore or whatever. Your body may still crave it, but then by like, I don't know, whatever day it is and you you start to feel better and everything, there's certain junk food, like there's certain things now, like you know they're not nutri- nutritious, like to me are like, ew, like I don't even have a craving for that. And I feel like that's the same thing spiritually, like you said about sin on a superficial level, you may, you know, even crave certain things because of, you know, just, oh, this is fun or that or whatever. Um, because it's different things for different people. But once you go deeper and God, God, God gives you the eyes of faith and you, and you really lean into him and hear him, then you start to, um, actually not even not crave it anymore, but it, you get like a, uh, a disdain for it. Well, there, so- that does happen at a point. And I told you actually, you and I discussed this last night where we spoke about someone who, um, was dealing with a cigarette addiction and they couldn't kick it for a long time. And then one day, cigarettes just tasted awful to them. Yeah. And I talked to you about how, for me, and I'll just, I don't mind sharing this, you know, the concept of cheating on you is not even something that it's like a temptation I have to resist. It's something that is just so disgusting to me that I'm not exaggerating this. When I think about it, it actually causes a physical gag reflex in my throat. Like I have to suppress the thought of throwing up. That's how like disgusting it is to me. It, and I think it's, it, I told you, it's as tempting to me as, as like, as frankly, eating human waste is what I told you. I'm clean <laughs> yeah. Like, and, but, but here's the thing. I, I think so many times, Kristen, and this is a whole other message on its own. People want to be free from sin and they pray about it, but it doesn't happen instantaneously. Right, right, that's right. And sometimes it does. There are people, and we all know stories, but there's some people who just are able to give certain things up. But sometimes it's more of a process. And the other thing is, 
and I should maybe mention this in the beginning of the sermon, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. People think being free from sin means you're never ever, that the enemy never comes back at you. Mm. Of course he does. He doesn't give up trying. In fact, right. what Jesus says is when, when Jesus drives out a devil from you, okay, he actually tries to come back with, I think he says seven or eight of his friends. Yeah. And the idea is it's not that you're removing the enemy from you forever, but he's given you victory over it. Okay. But he's removing the power it has over you. Now you can make a dumb decision and choose to give in to the enemy, but through the, through Christ who strengthens us in all things. Okay. We can also put on the full armor of God and defeat it and beat it back. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says, resist the enemy and he'll flee. It doesn't say pray one time, fold your arms and he'll flee. It says, resist the enemy and he'll flee. And so when we talk about being free from sin, we don't mean the enemy's going to try not to take you down because actually he's going to try harder the more you elevate yourself because you become more and more of a threat to him. That's right. If you're just laying in your room not doing anything and you're not not waging war against the gates of hell, he's fine letting you sit there and decay. But as you move up, he's going to fight more and more. But that doesn't mean he has a greater shot of beating you because God's going to strengthen you and God keeps him. Uh, he, he, he keeps his power away from you is what he does. Yes. And I think that that's a great way to put it because when you sin and you're, you're giving that in, you're leaving that door, that foothold, that uh, everything, that door open versus when, yes, the enemy's going to try to come against you. But if you keep your eyes on Jesus, God puts a hedge of protection around you. His hedge of protection is around you. And that's so good about the lifestyle. Like you said, it's, it's a lifestyle and what you said exactly about sins. We think of it in terms of categories, but, you know, worrying, I remember the first day I realized like, oh my goodness, worrying is a sin. You know, it's, it's keeping you, it's from God and, and worshiping him and all those things. And right. it's not worrying is a sin as in you're a bad person, right? Cause so many people, I think they're driven away from Christianity because they hear some preacher talking about sin and they're like, I don't need this guy. Tell me I'm a bad person. We're not saying you're a bad person. We're just saying this is hurting you yes. and we want you to be spiritually healthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, and the I other love thing that. about separating, Kristen, is that God can separate us as much as possible, but there are so many people who cling to things. And you and I were discussing mm. last night someone, yeah. you know, who you and I both know personally, who is is not a bad person, but you said so yourself. Like this person clings to darkness, and and you know she'll she'll talk about God and prayer and stuff like that. And this is someone who's even prayed for us. And that's great, but on but on the other hand, someone who just allows I'm putting this as diplomatically as I can, allows a lot of dark influences into her life that cannot be anything but negative and drag you down. And and I think what I said to you is, you know, there's an old saying, you can't be a little bit pregnant, right? Yeah. You either are or you aren't. And with this, it's no different. You know, I got this drink here. If I put like 1% rat poison in this and it's yeah. 99% juice, guess what? I'm going to die from it. It's yeah. got to be a hundred percent. And so this idea that you can, and I, listen, I preach from my experience. Okay. I tried doing the thing, one foot in the world, one foot out, you know, uh, going to church on Sundays and watching, it, 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 allowing influences into my body. I probably shouldn't have the rest of the week. And it doesn't work because you're basically kicking the enemy out, but leaving the door open <laughs> and, and yeah. then saying, do me a favor, please don't walk in. Although I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you know, watch you on TV over here. You mm. know, I'm, 
I'm going to let uh, all, all these friends who I know are bad influences, they can come in also. Okay. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. I'm going to put that on the stereo, but I want you to stay right outside my, my door with the door wide open and just promise me you won't come in. Well, good luck. Go, good luck go, go, go. Seriously. And I'm, again, I'm not here to say that the, that specific person is a a bad person. They're not no, malicious. That's not to talk, but yeah. you don't, but they don't see. And, and what I want to do with this show, Kristen, is you and I, I'm not, I'm just going to say you and I are lights. We're here to shine light onto darkness and to show these good people how the enemy is deceiving them. Okay. And to show them, look, God wants to free you, but you got to let go, mm-hmm. you know? And what do you, yeah. what do you ever really asked to let go of? Right. Yeah. I mean, is it, I told you when we met and I've said this in the show, I used to really like those old mob movies and I'll still see him on TV every now and then I could quote Goodfellas word for word almost. I still see him and I think, Oh, I should, I can watch it. But it's like, okay. If I were to watch this now, I would get 10 minutes of really mild entertainment, but I can live without it, right? I could do something else. It's not like that big of a sacrifice. It's not like God is asking me to sacrifice my firstborn or my relationship with you. And in fact, if I started letting those negative influences in, then I'd start losing the things that are really meaningful to me, like my relationship with you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's, you said we only had a few prayer requests tonight, so I figured I could. I, I love could it. I love here. it. I love it. So you're so good. Besides, also, when I start, uh, when I like, I'm tired like this. Yeah. Like this kind no, of energy. This is good. This is good. This is. I loved revved up Jordan like this. You know, and God does not uh, tell you you have to give up what you love even more, what we love even more, pride and prejudice and stuff like that. You know, the 18th century stuff. So there you go. <laughs> Well, he doesn't ever ask us to give up anything without replacing it with something better. Yeah, that's you know, that's I can't true. think of any like let's be honest, and we're not really asked to live like martyrs here. Right, right, absolutely. So that's that's good. I I love it. I love it. Go, go, go. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Uh, I know I ran long there. Uh, sorry, but um. No, no. It's you don't good. Like we have to go to a commercial or anything. <laughs> so why don't you uh, why don't you lead us in prayer, love? Okay. Well, thank you, God, that you're constantly showing us how there are things, influences in our life that are keeping us from your best. Lord, we want to know how we can get closer to you. And God, we know that there are so many things, God, worrying or um, having insecurities, bad self-talk, negativity. Uh, being jealous of someone. There's there's so many things, God, besides the things that we quote unquote say are obvious, more obvious sins or, or whatever. Whatever they are, Lord, you convict us, you tug at our heart, not because you want to bring us down, but because you want to lift us up. You want to lift us out and lift us up. God, I think of, um, I think of the story in the Bible of Mary and all the, you know, the the demon oppression she had, God, and that you delivered her. And look at what you did with that, that beautiful woman. Look at all the other cases. Look at what you did with Paul, who, who was responsible for helping, um, you know, for, for some Christians' death and, and the early church. And then he himself um, became a Christian, Lord. Look at all these people, Lord, in the biblical stories and people in, in across the board and then we look at ourselves, God, and we say, God, your power works best in our weakness. 
God, there are things that you've put inside us as anointings and strength. And there are other things that may be our sandpaper. Maybe they're that we feel like we're never going to get over this or the enemy wants to tell us that we'll always be this way or or it's just hard to get rid of this one habit or or maybe we don't even we dismiss the habit as something or we say we don't want to get rid of the habit or whatever but god we ask you to just just purify us like like gold and and just 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 make us into your image god because at your right hand are is fullness of joy and pleasures evermore. And we want to be so close with you, God, because your presence is the greatest gift we can ever get, Lord. And anything we desire or crave on on this earth that is earthly or fleshly or or just not what is going to serve us best, God, may you show us, may you just give us your eyes so that we can be truly fulfilled, Lord. Lord, anyone who feels just dead inside, I feel like there's a message tonight for all these people who feel somebody feels dead inside. Maybe you feel totally dead inside. Maybe you just feel like a part of you it has just not, is just lifeless. God wants to make you feel new and, and give you new vision and new hope. But maybe there's things, influences that you didn't realize were, were bringing you down or giving you negativity. I mean, maybe you need to, you know, I, I just feel like maybe, Every, it's different for everybody and it's a personal thing. Maybe you need to do a Facebook fast. Maybe Facebook has become your God. And I know we're on Facebook right now. So, <laughs> so if you're watching this, you can keep watching to the end. But I'm just saying, <laughs> or Instagram, social media, um, you know, or, or maybe TV or whatever. Um, there's certain things. Maybe we just need to refocus our lives because what has become our idols instead of you, God? We need to make you, you the one, God, that we look to. You the one that excites us and gives us our joy and our peace and our passion. We want to live for you and we want to live in true hope and communication with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't bite the hand that feeds there, Chris. You're complaining about Facebook. My goodness. <laughs> you know, we got I got enough to worry about with these guys censoring our posts and you know, banning people, <laughs> getting you unbanned, by the way. We all we love you, Mr. Zuckerberg. Thank you for this we platform. We do. We do. Seriously. I think Thank you're you. awesome. <laughs> all right. Love, can you um, ask him way, if he needs prayer? To, what's that? Ask, ask Mr. Zuckerberg if he needs prayer. We'll That's pray true. for him. That's true. Aaliyah <laughs> uh, Santana tonight joins us from the beautiful island of Saipan. Do you know where that is, Kristen? <gasps> Saipan? Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. I want to go. It's in the Northern Mariana Islands, which are actually a United States Commonwealth in the Western Pacific. Did you know that? Oh, I know. They're beautiful. Oh, oh. I've never oh. been. Me either. Me either. Oh, wow. that's Well, beautiful. nice to see you. Yes. All right. Do you have our prayer request, love? I do. I do. Um, do you want me just to go through them? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, actually, the first one is uh, someone I just spoke with right before we got on here a couple minutes before. Uh, a new friend of mine, um, she says her daughter, um, I, I, we were talking about entertainment and, and what, um, what my sister and I do as professional performers. She said her daughter's a dancer, uh, but her daughter's very battles with depression. She's 16. And so we're going to pray for her. God, I pray, I pray for this young woman, Lord, that she finds her joy and her purpose and her fulfillment in you, God. I pray against anything 
the enemy would try to come in and steal from her and her future. And in fact, I pray for this entire generation. And it's not just a generational thing. I know depression is a thing uh, across the board, I think, of generations. So Jesus, we pray for that to be broken in all generations. We pray for the depressive spirits to be broken and, and for your joy to just just radiate. And we pray for this young woman. I pray the enemy, I get, I speak out against the enemy and say, hands off. And I pray for her mom who's praying for her and, and the dad as well and just the whole family, Lord. And I pray that you show her your purpose and you bring her into a deeper love with you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we have a prayer request from someone named Bert, who's from Indonesia, another place we've never been. Um, and nice to nice to see you, Bert. And he said um, he had some fighting with his brother, and um, it, he's really concerned because his brother won't return. He hasn't seen his brother. And um, apparently Bert made a mistake, and he asked him for, to, for forgiveness, and the, and the brother won't um, stay in contact. So Lord, we pray that Bert and his brother uh, would be, their relationship would be restored. Lord, I pray for Bert's brother to um, to really receive uh, and, and to for, be able to forgive God. And I pray for there to be the restoration and, and the peace for Bert as well, God, because that's what you want. You want restoration. You're a God of restoration. You're a God of miracles and restoration is one of your miracles, Lord. Um, I think restoration is is a huge miracle that you perform, God, and you perform it every single day. You restore our souls, you restore within us, and you restore our relationships. So restore Bert and his brother, Lord, um, and uh, in Jesus' name. We also pray, uh, our, our friend Mary Beth uh, asks us to pray for a little boy named William, who's three, who has brain cancer. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for little William. We pray for his parents. God. I don't pretend to understand um, when things like this come to our attention. Um, I don't pretend to understand why, but you know, God, I pray for this little boy in Jesus name. I pray for your healing right now. God, I pray that you would heal him. God, by your miraculous power, my miraculous power, heal him here, heal his entire family. God, be with them, God. And I just pray that your blood would just, and your protection and your provision would just, just be all over this little boy. In Jesus' name, amen. And just a, a quick prayer for Moon Sahar and Portiharu. I'm so sorry if I'm saying your name incorrectly. Moon, I just ask for prayer. Pray for Moon, whatever you're going through in Jesus' name. I pray as you keep pressing through and getting closer to the Lord. Sahar. We pray for that job. In Jesus' name, we keep knocking and seeking and asking Jesus for that job and, and for your life to intersect. And for Pahardahu, we pray for, he asks for money. Well, um, we pray, we know that God is the ultimate provider and we pray that God not only gives you the money that you need, but also gives you what your soul needs in, in addition to all. And my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. In Jesus' name, we pray for all these precious people. Amen. Amen. A few things. I want to pray for the territory of Saipan right now. Chris, I don't know if you knew this, but Saipan actually has a very small uh, island. Actually, has something like called uh, Suicide Cliff. Did you know about that? No. Because uh, what happened was when the United States military was 
doing their island hopping in World War II and trying to, you know, uh, get closer and closer to the Japanese mainland. They were going for Saipan and uh, thousands of people went to suicide cliffs, uh, Japanese troops and others, and just jumped off a suicide cliff and bonsai cliff. And so I want to pray against a spirit of suicide in that island and spirit of depression to the extent there is one. I I had heard that that for some reason Japan had one of the highest suicide rates among teens. And so that would make sense if that is kind of an extension. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we certainly want to pray against that as always. It's just something I thought of and I figured I would mention it. Also, uh, Ovita Robles Castillo says, Brother Jordan and Sister Crestel, which is you, please pray for me and my family. We'll certainly do this. And short man St. Hill. I think I remember this person. He says, can you pray for me and my business? Well, Father God, we thank you uh, for our friend Aaliyah from Saipan. I hope I'm saying that right. We pray that that person is just a light there. We know there's a a Baptist church in Saipan. We pray for that whole island to be saved and to rebuke any sorts of spirits of darkness. We pray for Jovita Robles Castillo, for, uh, for Jovita and her whole family, that they're prosperous and healthy. And that they're great examples to everybody. And for short man St. Hill, my friend, I pray for your business. We pray for it to be prosperous. But don't forget, do not forget the importance of tithing. Um, And I'll tell you something else, actually, Kristen, as long as I'm on this topic. I've, I've learned that God will not promote you to a level of pride. That if 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 a certain amount of success is going to make you more proud you know what I mean? Like I yeah. did look at me, you, forget about it. God just won't promote you. I mean, the enemy might, but God's not going to move you up there because he doesn't, he, God will never move you into a position of spiritual decay. Right. Right. Never right. going to, you, you can't, just like you can't fail your way up. He's not going to, he's not going to promote you into a failure. And so before a lot of times you're going to achieve success in the thing that you want to succeed in, you got to humble yourself, which sounds weird. That you have to go down in order to get up. It sounds like a dance yes. move, right? You got to go down. The reverse of that. Um, but seriously, sorry. I try to relate to you. You're a dancer. This is your thing. <laughs> you're like, you're when like, I want, I want you know. When I put this thing in motion, I'm likely to start a commotion. By the way, <laughs> it's like an episode of Full House where you're like the the adult coming to the kids' party, <laughs> like the like the six six great kids are like oh someone's dad's here and you're like hey <laughs> yeah but you're really cool you're right, really right. And, really and cool i'm the guy who volunteered to chaperone because i wanted to meet up with the the hot 30 year old <laughs> english teacher over there <laughs> all right anyway anyway we're like standing over. I got my got my punch and everything. <laughs> you gotta go down to come up. <laughs> yeah, nice party. And with the point is simply this, uh, short man. Um, there's there's a saying that if you want what's on God's top shelf, you have to be ready to get on your face to humble yourself. Um, and I learned that in my business that. It, and look, there's two ways it's going to happen. Either God's going to humble you, which is not what you want, or you can ju- just do it yourself and say, God, just destroy any any feelings of pride in me. God, I give this to you. And I'll tell you, actually, you know, tithing is a good exercise in that also. Um, yeah. Saying, God, this is yours. I'm ge- Thank you. You will reach all kinds of spiritual levels in your life you could not have thought of 
when you get to the point where instead of saying, all right, God, here's my 10%. It's God, thank you for this 90%. My goodness, thank you for that. So mm. short, and this isn't necessarily, I'm not saying you're a prideful person. I'm just giving you my advice. Father God, we pray that you promote short man. We pray that you, you make his business prosperous. We also pray you place him in a position of promotion by humbling him and um, by uh, impressing on, upon him the importance of tithing and offering. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That was an interesting show. I loved it. <laughs> All right, baby. Can you listen, kind of guys, this is the most important thing. So check this out. So Kristen here, and this is why we leave it to Kristen, because she's the superstar. And uh, this is the most important part of the show, which is where uh, Kristen leads you in the call to salvation and frees us from the consequences of sin, frees us to live a spiritually fulfilling lifestyle uh, and life full of love, joy, and peace and all those great things. And not only that gives you a, a one-way ticket to heaven. So, Kristen, why don't you leave everybody in prayer, please? I love that. One-way ticket to heaven. Yes, absolutely. If you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, this is your opportunity. Or if you have and it's been a long time and you strayed away, if you want to rededicate your life, this is your opportunity. Maybe you just stumbled upon this prayer page and you don't even know what this is. And you just see these two people and you're like, what is going on? But you want a life of joy and peace, and you're looking for that. Let me tell you about Jesus, who can make your life new, that can make your life the best it could ever be. If you were to die right now, do you know where your soul is going? Do you know that you're going to heaven? And and even equal to that, if not more than that, do you know where you're? What do you have peace right now? Because that's what it's about. God wants to have a relationship with you right now. So just follow after me, dear Jesus. I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. You can send us a message or comment on the video. We would love to know about it. All right. Great job, Kristen. Good to you see too. Guys. If you guys want to pray for us, uh, Kristen and I are trying to decide what we're going to do as far as buying a new house. And we're just looking for wisdom and guidance in that. And, and just also, we know that God has the house for us. It's a matter of helping us identify God's will. So if you could just keep us in your prayers, that would be helpful. All right, guys. Listen, thanks for joining us again. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. As always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 8.45 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.